are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In Luke 10 verse 42, the Bible says, But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay preaches a powerful message about the one most needful thing. In every church, there are two types of people, the Marthas and the Marys. The Marthas are often distracted, while the Marys are focused on what's truly important. We need the Word of God to function in this life. The Word of God is good. It is a seed and it is power. So let us listen into this anointed Word and learn how to focus on what truly matters, knowing and serving our Creator God. Be blessed. More and more, Holy Spirit, we welcome you to be seated in your rightful place in this sanctuary and in our lives in Jesus Christ. Put your hands together and say amen. You may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, today is a special service, multi-special. So what I'll do is uh, in three parts, the service as we have it, the graduation, and the pastoral appointments. We're going to have some new pastors in church today. Clap for the Lord Jesus. And so, um, Spencer, get them to come and sit down. Okay. Now, I want to start by preaching a very important uh, message um, from Luke chapter um, 10, verse 38 to 42. Okay, Luke chapter 10, from verse number 38 to 42. And um, it says, and now it happened, New King James, good, that as they went, that Jesus, he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Welcomed Jesus into her house. Verse 13, I keep going. And she had a sister called Mary. Somebody say Mary. Mary. Uh, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Sat at his feet and heard his word. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted. Somebody say Martha was distracted. With much serving, and she approached Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister Mary has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Tell her to help me. Guess what? Jesus' answer was, uh, Martha, Martha. Whenever your main name is mentioned twice, it's for emphasis. Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. Verse 42. But one thing is needed. In fact, King James says one thing is needful. Full of need. Needful. And Mary has chosen that good part. Wow. One thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part. Which shall not, not, not be taken away. Other verses say it will never be taken away from her. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Now. We sang beautifully. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, all that beautiful. Do you mean it? Do you really mean it? Do you really love him? Do you need him? Do you want to feel him? And the word says, I can't have enough of you. Well, this scenario, Jesus made an appearance made an appearance to sisters, Martha and Mary. Now, as we're here, we're brothers and sisters. Yes. There are two groups of people in the church. The Marthas and the Marys. Yeah. The Marthas are the people that Jesus said, Martha, I mean, can you imagine? Martha's home was, Jesus was invited to Martha's home. Mm. And immediately Jesus, Martha came. Jesus came and sat down. And Jesus started doing the Jesus things. Mm. 
preaching, ministering, anointing, all that. Martha was distracted. Martha said, it's enough for me. This is Jesus' place. I know that Jesus is around. Like you come to church, you know Jesus is around. After all, where two or three are gathered in my name, Bible says, there I am in the midst of them. So we know Jesus is here. But what are you going to do with the Jesus that is here? That's the point. That's the point. That is the point. Sometimes I take days off to just be with my children. And I realize something. Some of the children realize, ah, today daddy is home. Right in the morning, they come. They organize breakfast. We're going to eat this. We're going to go this way. We're going to do that. And they plan. Others, it's almost as if I'm not there. They have their own agenda. Mm. They are doing their books. They are doing their games. They are going to their whatever it is. As if I didn't take days off to be with them. There's always a difference. Mm. And Jesus notices the difference. In every church, there are two classes of people. Mm. The Marthas and the Marys. The Marthas who are distracted. The Marthas who just come knowing Jesus around. And so what? Mm. You're around. I'm also around. I have things to do. I am around. Just, it's enough to know that I'm around. Just be around. Let me do your things. Let me do my things. And so we come to church and there's a dichotomy. You know dichotomy? Mm-hmm. We go opposite ways. Jesus is do, going this way. We are going that way. And it's like we came to church. We didn't come to Jesus. We know your presence is here. But my phone is important. I am distracted on my phone. We know, we know that Jesus is here. But my comfort is important. My clothes are important. The place, the position I sit is important. Who I sit by is what matters. Please. You're taking notes. Ah. You see, you see, now, now all it's, I'm becoming very sensitive. Because Jesus doesn't matter anymore. I have been in church. That one branch that we went and somebody was texting, sexting in the service. So I become very sensitive. Rightfully so. What a shock. What a shock. So, and guess what? The masses are very self-righteous. It's almost like I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. I know what Jesus is going to say. I know what the message is about. I know enough scriptures. I don't need church. I came. You are even blessed and happy that I came. I have things to give, not things to get. Jesus, I have some things for you. I have some food for you, okay? I'm cooking for you, okay? Martha was cooking. Don't get me wrong. Cooking is not important. Just like our brother is having the photography. Just like the technical people are there. Just like the singers are there. Just like the, the, the graduates are here. But the question is, is it about the graduation? Is it about the cameras? Is it about the singing? Or it's about the Jesus? After all, Martha was preparing the food for hey. Jesus. And so why don't you make it about him? Sometimes I want to be with my wife. And my wife says, I'm cooking for you. I said, you're cooking. Think about what you say. You, just, you're, you said you're cooking for who? For me. You're cooking for who? No, I want you, not your food. Wow. I want you, not your food. Your food can come later. In fact, your food, I can take you to a restaurant and get wow. your kind of food. Sometimes I tell my wife, forget about the food. And let it be about me. I can make nicer food. When she was writing an exam, I cooked for her. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I tell her, why? What is it? Many of us, we come to church, and instead of making it about Jesus, we make it about everything else, about our friends, about the food, about the work we have to do for Jesus. Sometimes I'm coming to church, and it's almost about the sermon I have to preach. I've stopped that nonsense. How well can I preach? It used to be more important to me than how can I please him. So these days, I come and I come and kneel down and I make it about Jesus. I am part of the worship. I'm not coming to preach. I'm coming to worship. I came to Jesus. I came to Jesus. I came to Jesus. Wow. Wow. There's a scripture in John chapter 12 
which some people came and then they came and saw Andrew and Philip and other people. And then Andrew she said, What do you and he told them point blank, says we came to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, says we come to see Jesus. I thought they would have brought it up by now. John chapter says we came to see Jesus. They were telling Pastor Andrew, Pastor Philip in John chapter 12, says, please. Don't be a distraction. We came to see Jesus. Some pastors can distract you from Jesus. Mm. I pray that I don't do that. Amen. It's about Jesus. It's about his word. Amen. One thing is needful. Says. Did they bring it up? John chapter 12. I don't know why they are. Says that we may see Jesus. It's in King James. We see Jesus. Says. Or say. See. Let's not make it about the pastor. We call you sir. We call it reverend. See that? They came to Philip, Pastor Philip. They came to Pastor Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee. And I asked him, saying, sir, we wish to see Jesus. Somebody say, sir. Reverend. Reverend. Show us Jesus. Show us Jesus. Show us Jesus. That was Philip. The people knew who they came for. The people knew why they were there. The church members must know. You should be able to tell the pastor, please, there's too much prosperity in the message. Where's the Jesus? Who says we came for dollars? When we find Jesus, we'll find the dollars. Sex. We wish to see Jesus. You know, the reason why many church members are powerless, scriptureless, weak, no substance is we don't call for Jesus. We come with our things. We are full of ourselves, full of our activities, full of our dressing, full of our programs, full of all the skirmishes. And if I can preach to you, jump, then I see that I've reached you. No, you can jump all you want. It doesn't mean you've reached hey. heaven. Have you jumped into heaven before? Mm-hmm. If I tell you, just instead of jumping and screaming, and you should say, says, we wish to see Jesus. Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Amen. There should be no other agenda than Jesus. Even if you're cooking for Jesus. Even if you're the one playing for Jesus. Even if you're the one doing it, detect him for Jesus. Your focus must be one and one thing only. Amen. Jesus. Amen says we wish to see jesus dancing stars it shouldn't be about your clothes and your dance dancing for jesus make sure that even in your dance you've gotten why you came yeah some of us when we are coming to church the time we spend even on the makeup think about it's called makeup (laughs) makeup it's artificial Artificial. Makeup. Makeup to who? Jesus saw you when you were in your bathroom. Jesus saw you when you were naked. Jesus saw you when you were make down. However high you go, the makeup doesn't cut it. Says we wish to see Jesus. There's a song, I want to see Jesus lifted up, up high across the, across the land, and know that he is the way, the truth, the land. We want to see, pam, pam, pam. We wanna, you see, sometimes we're even saying we want to see, but we're more about the We want to see, we want to see, we want to see Jesus lifted up. Nothing about Jesus but the jump. It's like I want to see my how high I jump. Focus on Jesus. Amen. The title of my message is One Thing is Needful. One thing is needful. Someone say one thing. Not two things, not three things. One thing is needful. One thing is needful. Say we wish to see Jesus. One thing is needful. Go back to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 from verse 38. Let me tell you, there is nothing that any pastor can give you Mm. apart from Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
There's nothing that any church can give you apart from Jesus. In fact, there are a lot of things you can get if it is not Jesus first rejected. Anything that comes before Jesus is an idol. If when you come, your focus is on the pastor, you found an idol. You found the real, your worship is for the pastor. If your thing is about the beloved, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, or whatever that stands first before Jesus is in the place of Jesus, is an idol. Idol worship is not just creating an image, but sometimes the image is a friend. The image is your clothes. The image is your attitude. The image is a pastor. The image even sometimes it's you. That's why people, it's the song. Sometimes people say, I don't like this song. Oh, yeah. But you've forgotten that it's not about you. Sometimes we like the tune. But what about the message? It's the Jesus in the message. Oh, it is Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. It's Jesus in my soul. For I have touched the hem of his garment. And his blood, Jesus' blood, has made me whole. I've tried all I could. Didn't find nothing. Nothing didn't say not, nothing could compare. Then I found Jesus passing by. Then I decided to give him a try. Oh, it is Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, let nobody trick you. It's not the beauty of the church. It's not the screamings of the pastor. It's not how well I'm dressed. It's not how educated your pastor. It's not that your pastor is a doctor. But doctor, my fault. Then I'll bring you Tylenol. If you focus on my physician status, not Jesus. Focus on the priestly. Focus on the cross. Today I wore my collar. Today I wore my clerical gown. Today I wore my cross. Please give me my gown. I brought my gown to tell you I am a priest, not a doctor. I came to present you Jesus. Forget about the say. Don't give me accolades. Say. We wish to see Jesus. It should be we wish to see Jesus. Please. Help us, Lord. The humanity of a pastor can never replace the divinity of Christ. Yeah, I'm a priest. Yeah. In case you're deceived, collar, cross. Yeah. I represent Jesus. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Listen. Wow. Don't say that's my reverend. <laughs> say I see my Jesus. <laughs> then, verse 39. Martha, Martha, verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet. When you come to church, you need to sit down. Stop being distracted and moving around. Sit down. Sit. The Bible says when Jesus was doing the miracles, he said, let them sit down. And two fishes and five loaves was able to feed 5,000. Wow. There's something about settling. There's something about being seated. There's something about being established in a church. Some of us, we are sitting, but we are not seated. Take your seat and be established. This is my home. It's the house of God. I have a seat because of who I came to see. I will be consistent. I mean, I will be in church and early, 
only because I came to see Jesus, I came to worship. I did not come to see a person. I'll come early and be full in full connection through worship, through praise, through worship, through prayer, through the word, everything. Let me tell you, there are many times we've come to church, but we missed it. And Jesus said it. He sat, sat. You know, let me tell you something. If you have not reached a Christianity where you sit down in the morning to listen to Jesus, you don't have Jesus. I will show you. You don't have him. Where in your house, you get up in the morning and you sit and have a time called quiet time with Jesus. You don't have him. You sit. Not just in church. This was at home. You sit. He sat. Mary sat at Jesus' feet. And what? Heard the word. His word. The emphasis is on his word. The Bible that you have thrown away. You want my version of the Bible. So when you come to church, that's the only time you hear what message. You never pick up your phone to your book, your Bible to sit down and to read. Come on at Jesus' feet in your home. You cannot become a Mary that way. You have to become a Mary. Let's become Marys. And Mary sat down. Mary had cooking to do, had cleaning to do, had washing to do, had everything domestic to do. And somebody dared to say that she's a lazy girl. But she wasn't lazy. Jesus corrected it. That rather, she put the cooking aside, she put the washing aside, she put the television program aside and sat down at Jesus' feet. And to hear his words, that is key. Even if you are called Martha, your food, Jesus said, your food is not as important to me. I have food. When the woman at the well came and told Jesus that, ah, you say you need water. I mean, where's your bowl to cut face the water? Where is it? Jesus told me, I have water that when I give you, you will never thirst again. There's nothing you can do for the Lord that he can't do for you. Right. Where did you get it? And Jesus corrected the attitude of Martha. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried. In fact, King James says, you are cumbered about with too much serving. Worried and troubled about with many things. You are careful and troubled about many things. Don't be troubled. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Many times we come unto the Lord with our troubles and we take our troubles back. Because we can't sit at his feet for his word. Many of us don't even write anything when we come to church. It's true. That's not a priority. What do you take home? What do you take home from Jesus? When you do your quiet time, what have you written down? What have you captured? You are careful and troubled about many things. Verse 42. Mary, but one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part. There are many things in the church. There's one thing that is needful. That good part. To sit at Jesus' feet. And to hear his word. If I was you, I would always carry a notebook to church. Or I will have my iPad, my laptop and take note. The most important thing is not the song you take home. But it's the word you take home. One thing is needful. One thing. When you come to church, one thing is needful. And some have chosen that good part. I pray it will be you. Will you be a Martha? Will you be a Mary? If you look at my notes, church service after church service, notes after notes, my life has been transformed because I took that thing that was needful. 
when you're going oh today the pastor preached powerfully what did he preach you don't even remember the scripture the most needful thing is not with you oh it was very powerful where was the power it was in the word Jesus is his word Please change your attitude. Please yes. matters, matter, 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 matter. Change your hey, matter. Stop it. Stop it. Become a Mary. Martha, tell somebody, Martha. Even if it's a guy, say Martha. See, Martha. You are not carrying anything to church. No, but nothing to record anything. It's wrong. Please, please. Let's be real. If this is the reason why you're not going to come again, I'm sorry. Then you didn't come for Jesus anyway. I'm sorry. You're a matter. One thing, not two things. One thing. Not two things. One thing. Not three things. One thing. Not four things. One thing. One thing. If you come here and you don't record something to take home, you didn't have anything. That one thing didn't come with you. No Christian should come to church without a notebook. No real Christian. No real Mary. I'm sorry. I've got to preach the word. You told me, sir, isn't it? You called me Rev, isn't it? And you told me, I wish to see Jesus. That's why you came. I'm showing you Jesus. I am presenting to you Jesus. I present to you Jesus. Rachel, you need to write notes and read them. Yeah. Bible says when you choose that thing it will never be taken away from you never the songs will go the pastoral gowns will go the friends will go you may even change churches but one thing could never be taken out the word to never be taken away from her never never one thing is needful which will never the Bible calls in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 it says the the Berean Christians were more noble than those in Thessalonica. And Jesus said, Paul said, the difference is this. They, they were more noble, the Berean Christians, than those in Thessalonica. That's the masters were in Thessalonica, the Marys. In that they received the word with all readiness of mind. And they searched the scriptures daily. Not weekend, not every Sunday. Daily, Renee, you see your hands are folded like this. You didn't come to write notes. <clears throat> Daily, even now your cell phone is there. I wish you would have wasted that and put some oh. scriptures down. Help us, oh. Aqui, where's your notebook? Daily, they search the scriptures. Daily, to find out things whether these things were so. The Bible says God chose them as these are the noble. God says there are people who are called noble Christians, high level Christians, and those who are mediocre Christians, regular. There's a difference. Let me tell you something. Watch this. Eh? Look at this carefully. Spiritual growth come to those. And you see, Mary was more grown, Mary was a younger daughter younger sister but he was more spiritually mature right than the older, older martha martha did things but mary had things had jesus had the word had what is needful had what could not be stolen from her the food that martha cook was eating it was finished but the word that mary ate nobody could take it away never got finished Watch the spiritual growth comes to such people. Comes through having the word. Jesus said the thing that was needful is he sat at his feet, sat down, and heard his word. Let me tell you a few things about the word of God. <clears throat> the word of God is Jesus Himself. John 1:1. 1, 1, in the beginning, God, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So the word is God. 
the word again is Jesus. So the word is God. Right there. When you have the word, you have God. When you come to church, you must go home with God inside of you. The Bible says Christ in us is the hope of glory. If you live here with the word, you've left with a part of God. You can call it a piece of God. You came because of him. And Bible says this word, uh, keep reading. The beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. He the word. He the word. Who was the word? Jesus. And the next verse, verse 3. Verse, All things were made through him. And without him was nothing made that was made. Next verse. He's, we're still talking about the word. In him, the word can create a lot, can change you. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Light, light. The word is the light of human I'm telling you, when you have the word, you have light. That's it. How to live? I'm going to practically show you. Now, verse 14 says, verse 14, verse 14. And first of all, the light shines in the darkness. The darkness cannot overpower it. Word. When somebody has the word, the darkness in your life will, will dry out. Cannot overpower it. Many people don't emphasize this. But I tell you, you need to emphasize it. The word, Jesus, the word. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. He shines. Bible says, and the word, verse 14, the word, that's Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. The word, the word is called Jesus. He was sent to mankind, became flesh and came to Martha's house, came to Mary's house, but they didn't mind him. And we are still not minding him. And became flesh and dwelt among us. He's still here in the form of the word, dwelling among us. Anytime you make the word dwell in your house, dwell in your finances, dwell in your practical life, you are actually incorporating Jesus into your life. That's what it is. The word is Jesus. And what happens? We will see, we beheld his glory. His beauty. Jesus makes people beautiful. Oh yeah. Anybody who has Jesus, Christ in us is a hope of glory. You, if you like, if I wish, I wish you can marry four. Yeah. Oh no, seriously. The most thing they marry four also. Then I'll tell you, marry two unbelievers and marry two believers, real Christians. Marry, marry type of Christians. You will never leave them. One thing is needful. Will never be taken away from you. People, you see, the reason why we think, oh, Christians, they don't mean anything. He said, we have had a lot of martyrs who are called Christians. And therefore, they are spoiling the name of the Marys. So when they see a martyr who doesn't take the word of God and Jesus seriously, since we call them Christians, they say, all Christians are like that. No, it is martyric Christians who are like that. Marital Christians, they are, I mean, my goodness, I'm married to one. Is beautiful their beauty doesn't change it doesn't fade bible says beauty is vain and charm is deceitful but a woman who fears the lord she shall always be continually praised i will challenge you never marry an unbeliever never marry an unbeliever never and you don't know when they say they go to church don't mind them find out what how many scriptures do they know how much that do scriptures matter to them what are they using to operate their lives they are operating principles on the side and the bible is sitting somewhere you'll be hurt you'll be shocked a snake is always a snake even if the snake enters church you will always be a snake it's true i shouldn't say it even if you are called martha Jesus is around, but it's not in you. I have the Bible, but I don't read it. I read it, but I don't do it. Oh, come on. He says, when you do it, you will see the beauty. We beheld his glory. The glory that only the begotten of the Father will have. Full of grace and truth. When you see somebody who has taken Jesus seriously, the word seriously, full of grace full of grace and truth they will not lie to you they will not deceive you they will not hype you up they will not nothing what yeah is yeah yeah their nay is nay nobody wants to live with a snake a deceptive person 
Bible says the beauty will show full of grace and truth. Let me tell you, the word is God. Revelation chapter 19 and verse number 13. Revelation chapter 19, verse number 13. You can start from verse 11. It says, Now I saw heaven open. Watch this. Behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him, his name was called Faithful and True, that's Jesus. And in righteousness he wages war and judges. Next, verse 12. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and his head were, on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except he himself. Now watch the name. Verse 13. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. When he said the blood, it's always Jesus Christ. Dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. His name is called the Word of God. Let me tell you, if you want to swallow Jesus, how do you get pregnant? You swallow whatever it is. You know, but in this case, you want to really have Jesus inside of you. Have the Word. Have the word. Have the word. And let me tell you why it's important. The word, number one, is the one that makes you born again. Nobody is born again. That you come and stand here and say, I'm born again. You are not born again. It's the word that makes you born again. And I'm going to read it to you. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 23. First Peter chapter. So I'm telling you what Jesus does to you. When you take in Jesus, through taking in the word, through quiet time, through Bible reading, please, there's nothing wrong with you if you have not read the Bible. There's nothing wrong with you if you have not read, written notes yet or if you have not been serious about it. We all started somewhere. Today, you will start Amen. in style. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. Oh yeah, your life from now, it will be so fantastic. Some of you will become so beautiful inside out. Some people will look at you and say, wow, is it the same person that I'm seeing? All because you are now taking in Jesus. You watch it. You watch it. It will change. Watch this. It gets you born again. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. Give us New Living Translation. New Living. Not of regular seed, but of the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. That makes you born again. If you come here, you say the sinner's prayer and you don't continue on with the word, you will never change. You will never become transformed. You will never become anything. It takes Jesus. The corrupted spirit that we have must give way to a new spirit of Jesus. And that comes through the word. It's For you have now been born again, but not to a life that will end quickly. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. That's how you get eternal life. The word can never be corrupted. Verse 25 or verse 24. Go on. See, it says, as the scripture says, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. How long does a flower last? You are so beautiful 10 years ago, but look at the wrinkles that are showing. Not you, but the people, they didn't come. Look at the gray hair. Your armpit is now white. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades. But watch this, 25. Something that doesn't change. Verse 25. But the word. Somebody say, but the word. But the word of the Lord remains forever. That's why the Bible says, beauty is vain and charm deceitful but a woman who has jesus and mary will be praised forever you know when people grow old a certain beauty comes it doesn't come from the wrinkles it comes from inside wow. the almighty word of god bible says in first peter the women of old because of the word inside them they could minister to their husbands without even preaching because the word was inside of them as they are walking they are exuding scripture by their behavior by their forgiveness by their singing by their cooking you but you do things they don't scream they don't they are living the word jesus is preaching through their it comes from inside something on the inside is working on the outside 
Oh, what a change in my life. Something on the inside. Oh, something on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Where do you think it comes from? From inside. What is inside? The word. The incorruptible word. Ah, you may have gray hair, but the beauty will make you look so attractive, full of grace and glory. I will feel like hugging you. You know, you know, sometimes you marry somebody like that, or you have a friend like that, you just want the friend forever. Oh. I told my wife I'll marry you again. Oh. Yeah. Physically not the same, but spiritually so unchanged and beautiful. The more word, the more beautiful. We beheld his glory oh. as of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. Christians don't change these days because Christians don't have Jesus the word. There's no word inside. How will you change? It says a thing that changes you, makes you born again. It's the word of God. And not just word as in literature you read, but word you read, you meditate, and you apply. Somebody is here. You say, you know, you told somebody, look. This nonsense you did. I'm going to church. When I come, you will see. Yeah. Okay. If Christianity is something you take off, you put, put on and you take off, it doesn't exist. Anything you can put off, it doesn't exist. It's temporary. But the real Christianity, when it comes inside of you, come on now. Yeah. One day, I told my wife, you, don't think your screaming scares me. Right here. I said, I found some secret about you and I will exploit it till I die. You know the secret? That you are a Christian. No matter what I do, you will forgive me. I can take that one to the bank. Wow. So when I'm talking to you, I can decide to be careful or not careful. You will forgive me. Then I saw, but the only thing I fear is because you are like that, I'm afraid of what God will do to me when I do bad things to you. Because it means not only are you going to do me good because of what, but God is inside of you and he can, can deal with me. So that's why I'm afraid to misbehave. Yeah. Yeah. One day, I mean, I was, I'm infiltrated her so much that I said, give me the food I want. He cooked it and I went again. I said, put it in my mouth. Sit here. All that. Then she looked into heaven, shook her head and it looked up and said, God, this one, I am doing it for you, not for this man. That's when I knew the food was in my mouth. I spat it out. I was afraid. The thing that he has said, she has said. Yes. So it makes you born again, different, changed because of the incorruptible, unchangeable word of God. Try the word from today. Daily, take doses and alicots and different dosages. And you watch it a chapter a day. The same way that an apple a day keeps the doctor away. A scripture a day keeps the demons away. Amen. A scripture a day keeps the bad behavior away. A, a chapter a day keeps demonic, matari Christians safe. They become married. Watch it. Don't just take an apple a day. Take a chapter of the scriptures a day. That's Jesus inside. Number two. The word of God is God. And therefore, when you take in the word, you behave like God. It's called the fruits of the spirit. Fruits of the spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 25. It says, and the fruits of the spirit, the Holy Spirit produced, no, give me uh, uh, King James. And the, these are the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace. Now, when you've taken in the word of Jesus, the beginning was the word is God, and you take in a lot, you without realizing it, you are becoming more and more like God. To the point where you when you live with somebody, it's like it's like you are married to God. Oh, it's like you know, I want to see Devon. I know how she was before, but she's more like God now. Yeah. She had a lot of satanic attributes, but as she has taken in the word. It has made him more and more. It's like I'm, I'm with an angel here now. And all of us should be like that. Amen. If we knew you five years ago, if you continually take
taking the word you're taking in a little bit of god every time your behavior when you deliver when you actually discharge your behavior it's like we're living with god forgiveness anointing peace love some people you know you will see yourself you feel you are living with somebody who is like an angel it's called the fruit of the spirit when the spirit of god the words that i speak their spirit in their life the word of god is jesus is the spirit is life is god so when you take in a lot you get the fruits of the spirit it means when you plant the word inside of you what should you get it's about to become a tree now it bears fruits the fruits are love you can pluck love from a person who is truly born again and consistent in the word you can pluck peace they are peaceable they are peaceable it doesn't take too long i mean you stretch it they'll say lord i'm doing it for you not for this man at least that's the, that's the worst it can go one time my wife told me that you can bang the door all you want you can go and scream she also said i know i know one thing you'll be convicted because christ is inside of you the word inside of you will talk to you if you won't even listen to me the word will talk to you and it's true i have banged doors and i go and i say look at how foolish you are you bang the door you are going to go in and truly I said, I wish what she was saying was not true, but it is true. As I'm going angry, I'm saying, you're a fool. You yourself, Kojoli said, look at you, oh, foolish boy. Kojoli, go back and apologize. Go back. It's the word. It's the word. Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. So I get angry and I go to work like a horse. And I come back. And I become soft like a lamb. The word, something on the inside. It's calming me now. Clap for the Lord Jesus. The God part. That which is needful. You have chosen that good part. Nobody can take that from you. When nobody is counseling you, the word will counsel you from inside. It's called the fruits of the spirit. It goes on and says gentleness, meekness, goodness. Against such there is no law. It means that when you take in so much of God inside of you, no law will rise up against you. You will never go to prison. You are not likely to misbehave because God is not likely to behave like a prisoner. Against such there is no law. That's what your mother looks and says, my child is changed. She used to smoke weed. She used to be so arrogant. But today, he's the one that says, mom, calm down. Mom, calm down. Something has changed. The word is such a miraculous ingredient. Only that Christians don't like it. And I don't blame you because that's the very thing that Adam and Eve had. They had the word of God. Satan came and attacked it. He said, has God said? In other words, is that the word? Forget about the word. And immediately they threw away the word. Satan entered and ruled their lives. Suddenly they were changed. Nice people became evil people. They lost their destiny. They lost their garden. You give up the word and see what will happen. Yeah. That's the reason why many Christians don't change. They are Christians, but they've come to church so much. The fact that you've been to McDonald's too many times does not make you a beggar. Number three. Number three. The word is a seed. It makes you fruitful. Anytime you plant a seed, you bear fruit. Spencer, touch her. Just go. Okay, are you pregnant? Okay. Why? Why? Because whatever it is, it wasn't planted inside. But you see, this woman here, this man didn't just touch, planted a seed. We, we know the children are there. A seed planted of the word will bear fruits. Every Christian who takes in the word becomes a fruitful Christian. They start reproducing. They start becoming preachers. They start winning souls. They start letting people follow them. People look at them and they can see Jesus. And they can change. Yeah. It's a seed. The sower went out to sow. Bible says, and, and in Mark chapter uh, 4 and verse 14, the seed was the word. Yeah. The seed that was sown. Some fell on the wayside. Some fall on stony ground. Some fall in thorns. Some fell in good ground. Only the one that fell on good ground became fruitful. Wow. And the Bible says the seed is the word. The word of God is a seed. Anytime somebody's reading the word, you don't know what you're doing. It will make you fruitful. 
That's the only reason why today I have a church. Today I have a bus center. Today I have people. Look at people, honorable people like you listening to me. It is the seed that is producing fruit. And you are part of my fruit. And it's all born on one thing. Reading the Bible regularly and doing the word. Not just reading, but doing it. And I've grown. The seed has germinated, has borne fruits. Fruits, part of the fruit is fruits of righteousness. That's the fruit, love, peace. And fruits as in souls. Look at my results. The result of the word. Yeah. Everybody that's a percentage leader, there's only one thing that will make you fruitful, the word. The word. The word makes you fruitful. And the Bible says that the word is a seed. And the Bible says when it falls on good ground and you actually use it well, the thorns go away, the wayside, everything, it will bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. When I see Christians who don't reproduce any Christian, I know the word is not in them. It's true. The way you test. The day you begin to consistently read the Bible, it will happen so naturally you'll be amazed. You will never be in church alone. Oh yeah. All your friends will follow you. Oh yeah. Together. That is going to happen to you. Say amen. But it starts to read. And then the next one is that the demons will flee. The word of God is power. Demons flee. Overcomes demons. Overcomes demons. They are afraid of the word. The Bible says Ephesians 6 17. And the sword of the word, which is the word of God, is a sword. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 to 45. Bible says, When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, you are delivered. He walks through dry places seeking rest and finds none. And you know what they say? Then he says, I will return to my house where I came out. Every one of us had demons before we got born again. If you're born again, the demons should be gone. But they go for a period. It's true. The only way, sometimes, the anger, the anger tantrums, they're demons. No amount of laying of hands will do anything. If the word, I've stopped laying on of hands if people are not liking the word. Because you lay hands on people. The demons go away. Watch what happens. Bible says when the demons go away, they look for places to rest. They find none. Then they return and they say, I will return to my house where I came out. And when he's come, what does he look for? Whether he's filled with the word, with Jesus, with God. And they find the place. Please get back to the scripture. He finds it empty, swept, garnished, cleaned. No more reading the Bible. No more obedience to the Bible. No scriptures. No Jesus. Nothing. Some of it's only movies you have inside of you. It's only internet stuff. I'm telling you. You're not likely to upgrade in a godly fashion. Please develop your spirit. eh? That's what makes you alive. I challenge you. Go on a six-month daily reading of one chapter. You will never stop when you're done. You will never stop. What it will do to you, you will never stop reading the Bible. I challenge you today. Find a Bible that you can understand. Perhaps King James is difficult. Use New Living Translation. Use uh, 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 American Standard Bible. Message. Uh, Just contemporary English and read it. And when you read, take notes and decide to do what is inside there. For six months. You see, your life becomes so beautiful. It, 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 Christ in us is the only hope of wow. glory. Only hope, nothing wow. else. The only religion in life that claims to change the person from inside is Christianity. Everything else is a set of rules. Our attempt to reach God. Christianity is God's attempt to reach us. That's it. That's the word. And it says he comes, he finds a place empty, swept, and garnished. And what does he do? Verse 44, Matthew 12, 44. Now, then he says, I'll return. And he finds a place. Then verse 45. Then he goes he and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. 
the demon of anger that left you when you don't put in the word not only do they come back they come back with seven more wicked demons yeah and they enter in and they stay there and the last state of that man is worse than the first so I've decided I will not preach to people who don't like the word I'll not lay hands on people who don't read the Bible I will do them evil I will leave them more demon infested than I met them I'll cast out one demon and when they go home they'll get changed for eight demons the original demon but seven more wicked ones so I'm very careful about laying hands on people I've cast out many demons from many demons but I always tell them if you don't promise to stay in church then don't do this don't do this at home because you'll be worse off I'm going to start a lot of deliverance sessions by the grace of God a lot of anointing services but I am laying the foundation such that when the demons go they can't come back the demons that are making bringing poverty that are bringing death that are bringing death and disease they will never affect you the demons of pornography that you can't deal with the demons of adultery the demons that make your family nobody marries they will all go out you watch it but I have to start here oh yeah you watch it from next month God will it deliverance sessions then you see that the kingdom of God is not just in word but it's in power you will see the power of God right yeah. there. You will see the deliverances. Yeah. You will see the miracles. Yeah. You will see the testimonies of God. Yeah. But you have to promise that you will read the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, don't come for my deliverance sessions. Because it's dangerous. The demons can leave one person and enter you. Yeah. When the demons left, the madman of Gadara who had accepted Jesus, when they left, they went into the pigs because there were not unbelievers there. May you not be that pig. Today I commend to you Jesus. I commend to you the word of God. Pick up the word one more time. Let your Bible be your best friend. Let Jesus enter back where he's always wanted to be. Your heart, his home. Your heart. Say your my heart. Your home. And read the word. Bible says, be not deceivers. Don't deceive. James chapter 1 and verse 20. I believe 22 says you know receive the, the, i mean and um, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own self now when you hear every word write it down tell yourself today i came to church i had one thing i'm going to do this thing don't just hear i'm going to do this thing i've taken one thing that's needful i'm going to do it and apply it to your life there is that's the only way you can see that the thing is inside that's why i say write notes Anytime you write notes, that thing has entered into your heart and now you are reproducing it from inside. That's the essence of writing notes when you do your quiet time. If you just read the Bible and you walk away, there's no, there's no assurance that the word has entered. So just take the word and you write notes. Just write notes about what you learned and see your life transform. That's the only way. You know, when you take in something and it shows up in your blood, and it means it has entered you. Yeah. Your blood, spiritually, it shows when you can reproduce it and do it. And do, do the word. And see the difference. Start when you read your quiet time every day. Bible, you know, the word can come into you through quiet times. Can come through memorization of scriptures. Can come through listening to messages preached. Like this message is free on podcast. Listen to it again. We've given you Bishop Dax's podcast. We've given you all, I'm going to give you all the message for free. Let it play as you are driving and let it enter into you. I slept last night with the preaching going on. It entered. When I got, I got some word, I'm going to do it. I'm becoming more beautiful, stronger, growing higher, more fruitful, more like Christ. Do you think the devil can live with Christ in the same house? No. No. That's why when the demons come, they come and search. Whether the word is there, they are afraid of Christ. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became light. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness cannot overpower it. It cannot. My nightmares I used to have. Terrible. They've all gone. 
demons used to attack me. It's just the word. It's so powerful that the devil has made it trivial. People don't read the Bible anymore. And unfortunately, these days, it's digital. So you can make an excuse. Oh, not that I didn't bring the Bible. It's on my phone. It's like saying your money is on your phone, but you can't eat. From today, may the Lord change you. Amen. May the Bible mean something. Amen. One thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that part. It will never, never, never be taken out, away from you. You are the next Mary. Amen. You are the next Mary. Rise to your feet. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. I want to make an announcement. This time, at 6 o'clock every Sunday evening on Zoom, we are going to do the School of the Word, Bible Study School. When you go home, you've eaten your lunch and everything. Click on the Zoom. We'll be there. We'll teach you how to read the Bible. How to get Jesus inside. I promise you, every 6 o'clock on Sunday, I will be there. The shepherds will be there. We're having three new additional pastors. We will teach you until Jesus says, look, I'm here. Please calm down. I'm here. I'm inside of them. And the devil says, please, you are tormenting me too much. I'm telling you, you will not need any laying on of hands. Just the word. Your prosperity will come. Your deliverance will come. Your healing. Your peace. Watch it. Watch it. You become a totally different man. So make a date with us at 6 o'clock every Sunday. We'll have it here but you can come on Zoom put it there. We are teaching the school of the word. God will make a difference. Put your hand on it, man. Please close your eyes with me. Close your eyes with me. Speak to the Lord. Tell the Lord, I missed it. Becoming a Martha. Tell the Lord, I want, I want to be a Mary again. One more time. Make me a Mary. Let me value your word. Let me value your presence in my life. Let me see the reality of your presence in my heart. Please talk to Jesus. Don't just keep quiet. This is the problem you have. You have an opportunity like this to speak to the Lord, to enter again, and you shut your mouth like this. Best, open your mouth and talk to God. Speak to God. I'm telling you, speak to God. Something supernatural is happening. Something powerful is happening. Something transformational. Something great. And you've shut your mouth. You won't even say anything to the Lord. Look at you. Glory to God. I see a transforming spirit. What a powerful thing. God is changing people. His word is entering. Thank you, Lord. Russell, speak. Speak to the Lord. And now, let's all say this. Almighty Father change me I want to be born again by that incorruptible word that lives forever give me an appetite for scriptures appetite for the Bible appetite for Jesus appetite for the most important thing Jesus the word I need it now if you're here you want to give your life to Jesus for real, for real, for real. For real, for real. Today, for real. This is your opportunity. Lift up just your right hand and I'll pray a short prayer with you. You want to give your life for real to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift up your hand. Don't, Father, look from heaven. Touch that hand. Touch that hand. Every hand. You want to really give your life to Jesus for real. Don't care about what anybody says. Just lift up your right hand. You have not been sure whether you're born again, but this is your opportunity. God bless them. Bless these hands. Father, touch with your spirit from heaven. Every hand that's lifted. Come. If your hand is lifted, come. I want to pray for you. Come. Clap for them as they come. Clap. Clap for them. Walk to the front. You didn't lift your hand, but you want to walk to the front. Walk up to the front. Walk up. Walk up. Clap for them. Walk up to the front. Clap for them as they come. Thank you, Jesus. Say this after me. Let's all say this. Lift up your hands. Say, Almighty Father, by your incorruptible word, I am born again. 
just as I am I surrender to you fill me with your Holy Spirit with your word forgive me for all my sins cleanse me by the blood of Jesus Christ I believe Jesus is the Lord my Lord the Christ who died for me and God raised him from the dead by this confession of faith I am born again I am a child of God thank you Father in Jesus name Amen God bless you Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.